Hello everyone. This week I'm talking about Animal Farm, a novel by George Orwell and I say um a lot so please forgive me. I'll try to improve in my next episodes. Hello everyone again and um, welcome to this week's episode. Um this week we um I'm going to talk about the book Animal Farm. Um Animal Farm is not a book I usually in Ghana here we don't see those books, those kinds of books. Um so uh, growing up I never really heard of Animal Farm um in JHS all I so all I read were the Harry Potters, the Aragons, those were the foreign books I read because those were the ones I could have access to. Um, well, lately, because of my wide reading and seeking things from the internet, I came across Animal Farm. Yeah, heard that it's part of um, the BBC's 100 best books, so I decided to let me see what it's about. So um I read around it not like deeply. <laughs> I found out that yeah the author is named George Orwell and then he wrote the book in 94 and published in 95. Um the book they say is an allegory which is a story in which specific characters and situations stand in for other characters and situations so as to make a point about them so it's like an extended metaphor uh it's also a satire a satire is like an artwork or literature which this one in this case this one is a literature um that uses humor to criticize society so as to evoke change um this, the main action of Animal Farm sort of represents or represented the Russian Revolution which occurred in 1917. I didn't bother to read about that, but I've made my whole thing so yeah, dubious, whatever. And then, uh, so in the yeah, so like the main action of the Animal Farm stood for or stands for still the Russian Revolution which occurred in 1917 and the earlier years of the Soviet Union. The setting of the animal farm is what they call again a dystopia which is an imagined world far worse than ours as opposed to um, a utopia which is an ideal place or state. Without further rumblings, uh, this before I even continue, um, I must I must say that, like as I was reading the book, I thought that it was it was going to be, um, my expectation was that it was going to have a happy ending, sort of like when I began, I thought that yeah the animals were going to do their revolution and whatnot, but then I thought, by the end by the time I finished the book, I was angry. By the same time, um, it just represented like real life to me sort of so before i talk about the lessons i learned from this book i want to read the 
um, summary to you. Um, I didn't write the summary myself. I'm reading it from cliffsnotes.com. Um, um, Cliff's Notes is like a size. They have books to where they summarize and analyze books for students. Um, yeah. So, here goes. One night, all the animals at Mr. Jones' manor farm or manor farm assemble in a barn to hear old major a pig describe a dream he had about a world where all animals live free from the tyranny of human of their human masters old major dies soon after the meeting but the animals inspired by his philosophy of animalism plots a rebellion against jones two pigs we have snowball in napoleon proved themselves important figures and planners of this dangerous enterprise when jones um, forgets to feed the animals the revolution occurs and jones and his men are chased off the farm manor farm is renamed animal farm and the seven commandments of animalism are printed on the barn wall um, initially the rebellion is a success the animals complete the harvest and meet every Sunday to be, to debate farm policy. The pigs, before because like sorry because of their intelligence, become the supervisors of the farm. Napoleon, however, proves to be a very like <laughs> power hungry leader who steals the cow's milk and a number of apples to feed himself and the other pigs. Like you see, that, that's in the beginning. So you would think that things would get better, or the animals will like call him out and what's not but then he enlists the services of squealer that's a pig with the ability to persuade the other animals that the pigs are always moral and correct in their decisions you should read this book squealer is a propaganda propagandist i don't know the, the way to use <laughs> so later that fall Jones and his men return to Animal Farm and attempt to retake it, but thanks to the taxes of Snowball, the animals defeat Jones in what thereafter becomes known as the Battle of the Cowshed. Winter arrives and Molly, a vain horse, concerned only with ribbons and sugar, is lured off the farm by another human. Um, we later come to realize that at the end, Molly made the right decision because she ended up um, enjoying her sugar and getting the ribbon she wanted. The rest of the animals, hmm, let's see. So Snowball begins drawing plans for a windmill, which will provide electricity and thereby give the animals more leisure time. But Napoleon vehemently opposes such a plan on the grounds that building the windmill will allow them less time for producing food. So on a Sunday, Napoleon, like, summons a ferocious a pack of dogs he initially like sort of kidnapped them or was not they were nine dogs and then he took them into hiding to to educate them apparently he was training them to be his guard dogs so they chased snowball off the farm um so there's boxer which who is an incredibly strong horse who proves himself the most valuable animal in the endeavor of the building of the windmill and all, almost all the work on the farm he did it and he was he ended up being killed by napoleon and squealer so i'm 
like jumping because it seems like it will take a lot of time um, so yes, Paz and Animal Farm expands its boundaries after Napoleon purchases two fields from another neighboring farm, Pilkington. Life for all the animals is harsh. Eventually, the, the pigs begin walking on their hind legs and take on many other qualities of their former human oppressors. The seven commandments are reduced to a single law. All animals are equal, but some are more equal than others. Um, the novel ends with Pilkington sharing drinks with the pigs in John's house. Um, Napoleon changes the name of the farm back to Manor Farm. Or initially, uh, they changed it from Manor Farm to the Animal Farm. And quarrels with Pinkilton during a card game in which both of them try to place the Ace of Spades. As other animals watch the scene from outside the window, they cannot tell the pigs from the humans. So like I even summarized the summary. <laughs> um I think it would be really good for you guys to really get the book to read. It's an interesting book. It brings out emotions in you. Um it makes you see things that's like yeah and in real life it makes you think. It makes you think about yourself. I really thought about myself. I, I realized I didn't want to be someone like boxer who work and work and work for other people and open my well-being first. I'm still going to put my well-being first. There's nothing that's going to um, stop me from doing that. And I always have to like, I'm going to take my education seriously. I need to improve my mind. I need, I don't need to take anything anyone tells me at face value. That was one thing I don't think I would ever do. So this book like is an eye-opening book. So I um, ended up writing some of the lessons, and it was a struggle. Do <laughs> trying writing is hard. <laughs> trying to put my thoughts together down. <sighs> So, lesson one, uh, all humans are fallible. Like, that's one thing I learned. Like, um, let, let me read what I wrote. Uh, it is a huge mistake to think or to assume that any human being is always right or always morally upright. So, therefore, you always, like, have to listen to that person or depend on that person for information or knowledge. Like, it's a huge mistake to actually depend on another person for information or knowledge. You have to seek it yourself. So in the book, because the pigs were, like, the intelligent animals and then they were the ones seeking the education, um, so they used the information that they had to convince the rest of the animals that they were always moral and right in their decision making. Um, in the book, you would see that when they stole the milk and then the apples to be used in their feed, they were able. They told the rest of the animals that even they personally didn't like milk and apples, which were was a lie, but that it has been proven scientifically that um, the milk and the apples were good for their brain and since they were the brain power of the animal farm they needed it the most so they were actually sacrificing and this is like a sort of gaslighting in a way so if you are not like educated people can do that to you 
Um, this in a way is linked to FM lesson two. Lesson two, um, education is the key to recognizing one's power. Uh, throughout the book, the animals left, the, like I said earlier, the education in the hands of the pigs because they thought it was too hard or too difficult. Someone like Boxer could only um, learn the first four letters of the alphabet and he couldn't go any further. So he just decided to stick to like being the manpower of the, the farm. Um, so if the, the animals had taken the initiative and done the hard work of seeing um, seeking knowledge instead of the hard work of providing food that they didn't even get to enjoy themselves because the pigs were taking like much of the food, the good food, the good parts of the foods anyway, and even the rest for the, for, uh, the animals where they weren't even satisfied. If they had like taking up their education they would have realized their power and the pigs wouldn't have been able to gaslight or control them so um lesson three everyone is capable of evil uh in the beginning like you you see that old major like the boy who incited the revolution by making the animals believe that it was only human who were capable of evil and that the animals were incapable of evil um he he assumed that the animals were incapable of uh, of evil but this assumption was proven to be wrong when the pigs um somewhat began introducing tyranny and harsher conditions for the animals than when the humans were in control so in the end like the animals were even suffering more than when they were with the farmer, Mr. Jones. So lesson four. Uh, you guys are hearing a motorbike <laughs> running, uh, riding by my house. I'm I'm recording this in my room. It's a one room uh, in Kukul, a town in Tamale, which is the capital of northern region. Which is a region in Ghana, Africa. So yeah, let, let me just put it out there. I'm yet to be rich enough to get myself a studio and other things. I'm actually recording this on my phone. Um, so lesson, I think yeah, lesson four. Right, words are powerful. I think like overall. I think I'm like reiterating the same sorts of things. Um, throughout the book again, the pigs used words, revising, detracting, and inventing new rules, and creating propaganda to manipulate the other animals. This was actually Squealer, even though Napoleon did the same thing. So, like, they ended up initially there was seven commandments, but then at the end of the day, they had they changed some, they eliminated some. And then they had to now clean everything and bring down, bring it down to one rule. That's what the pigs did. So like, words words are really powerful. So now the animals were like being ruled by different like words of the rules of the laws. Um, they were easily swayed. Um, so yeah, wording is powerful in that choice of words is very important in speech to attain different purposes um lesson five 
the way to get people to do what you want is to convince them that they are doing it for their own benefits this was a game changer for me because um i realized that yeah another thing i learned died even right was that you, you can't really um change the nature of people so if you're going to change the nature of people you're going you're, you're down like you're heading towards failure so that's just like it okay like if you don't change the nature of people it's impossible people are who they are and they are going to work with who they are um so yeah so if you want them to do like you want to get people to do what you want or if you want to get um yeah people to do what you want you have to understand their nature you have to understand them and then you have to get them to think that what they are doing is to their own benefits so like throughout the book you can see that the pigs were able to convince the rest of the animals that all the hard work was for their own benefits and that if it looked like they were suffering they should remember that their present situation will always be better than when the humans were in charge which like yeah it wasn't like they were actually yeah they were worse off than when the humans were in charge uh, so by but the pigs were able to convince them that yay like using propaganda and statistics and numbers to convince them that um, they were actually living a lavish life compared to um, when the human Mr. Jones was in charge. Um, so yeah, um, I'm I'm done actually. It was an interesting read, even though, like I said earlier, I was angry that the animals ended up in a worse situation than they began with. It really taught me huge lessons that I need to take personal responsibility for myself, also really educate myself and not just agree with anyone just because they sound intelligent. Um, hope this week's episode is always helpful. Bye.